In this episode of Undictated, we talk with the chairman of Nedbank, Daniel Manele, who has, well, taking he must take responsibility because he's the chairman for the appointment of a highly rated guy from a competitor bank to come and be the new chief executive to replace the iconic Mike Brown. We'll find out from Daniel exactly what the thinking was. Jason Quinn is 49 years old. He's the financial director at the moment of ABSA. He was ABSA's interim CEO for about a year until March 2022. And then the board decided not to appoint him as a CEO of ABSA, but to rather bring in Ari Rotenbach, who's now the CEO there. Jason stuck around. He's highly regarded, uh, highly rated at ABSA. I know a thing or two about this. You might recall I was on the executive committee of ABSA 20 odd years ago. So I, I know a little bit about the inside of politics, uh, of banking. And my goodness, Daniel, what you've done here, going into ABSA, plucking out one of the stars, bringing him across to Nedbank, um, in the banking world anyway, it's seismic. But let's start with you, because you were also uh, at ABSA not that long ago. So there are some who are saying, hmm, a little bit of revenge here. No, none, none of all that. And thanks very much for the opportunity uh, to be on, on your program, Alec. Uh, good afternoon. Um, but, and I guess in terms of your, your intro earlier, while, of course, I can't shirk the responsibility, I, uh, I couldn't also just claim that this was all uh, my doing. We're talking about a collective a board uh, a process which uh, had very clearly defined a criteria in terms of what we thought sort of the ideal candidate should bring along with him. And uh, it is out of that process that Jason Quinn emerged as uh, what we thought was the most uh, a suitable uh, a candidate. We employed uh, in a very reputable international search firm to help facilitate with the selection uh, a process and on the back of a a success profile, an ideal sort of success profile for a chief executive uh, that we'd given them to guide them in their search. Uh, not surprisingly, they came across uh, somebody of the caliber of Jason and he was then taken through the process, evaluated alongside a list of external and internal candidates, and as I said, uh, emerged as the most suitable uh, one there. So nothing of, of a raid, of a, of a coup, or the, the likes that you're talking about, a very robust and disciplined process uh, assessing potential uh, or potentially suitable candidates, um, which... Uh, Jason then emerged from. I know a few people still in ABSA having uh, had a, a background there for a period some time ago, and he's very highly regarded within the organization. But with from your perspective, from Nedbank's perspective, what gave him the edge? Look, I mean, he's highly regarded uh, both within and outside ABSA in the market. is a, is a very well-respected consummate a financial services professional with a, a very strong uh, track record uh, both in South Africa and, and in other parts of, of the continent. And certainly in terms of <clears throat> the profile 
that we were looking for that was obviously informed by skills, experience, background, our own strategic priorities and what we think we want to drive going forward, uh, his sort of mindset, his personality traits, strong leadership capabilities, um, and also, more importantly, also a cultural fit, because that is very important, uh, given that NetBank is a, is a purposeful uh, organization driven by uh, by values and, and, and very strong and positive culture. It's the kind of things that we had to test and to see that all of that uh, could work. And it, we were pleased to see that his own value set and what drives him closely resonated with the kind of things that are important to us here at NetBank. You know, it's an interesting point that this is the third time that NetBank has brought in an outsider to be CEO. And I know you're going to say Mike Brown wasn't, but actually he did come via BOE, via NBS before then. And of course, Tom Boardman, when he was appointed as chief executive, it was a big shock in the banking industry. So when we look at that, I guess you are only recently uh, the chairman at NetBank, but surely a priority has to be in succession planning. You would have thought that uh, succession planning would be would make it almost obvious that someone within the organisation would take over as the next as the next CEO. Well, Alec, in that regard, actually, NetBank has got a very good and admirable uh, track record with regard to succession planning and succession management. If one looks at actually the most recent sort of history, there have been some changes. Uh, in recent times on the executive committee. And if you look at those, you'll see that they were yeah, almost exclusively uh, from within. And so a very strong track record of growing uh, our own timber. But I think it's also important when you look at positions such as these uh, to benchmark internal candidates uh, with the talent that is out there and the fact that you're looking uh, at these candidates on a relative basis, you're comparing them with each other, uh, and and that a, an external candidate would have emerged as one that we thought was most suitable is definitely not a pronouncement on 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 the quality of the internal candidates. In fact, our, our short lists uh, uh, had a very very strong lineup with internal and external candidates. So, what happens to them now? To the internal candidates? He's only 49, so Jason Quinn is presumably set for a long, as Mike Brown was, his predecessor, a long stay in the, in the hot seat. They, if they had ambitions for being the next chief executive, would have to put that onto hold or perhaps uh, abandon those. And we often see in corporations that ambitious people depart. Are you able to do anything to ensure that that doesn't happen? Look, Alec, the first thing to say, uh, which obviously, as you'd expect, the board would have conveyed to them as well, is that they are very competent, very valued uh, uh, members of, of the NetBank family and of the executive uh, committee. And um, obviously, when I disseminated the, the decision of the board, yes, there was some disappointment that uh, not an internal candidate had emerged from 
the search and not a, a translation a candidate, but the um, executive committee actually indicated that they uh, support the board decision and will uh, welcome Jason into the NetBank family and, and work with them. So they have obviously roles that they're occupying, very important roles, uh, that they will continue to execute with the kind of commitment, dedication that we have seen uh, uh, from them. And so um, we look forward to, to them continue to contribute to, to the work of the bank. So your own background at the Reserve Bank for a few decades, Deputy Governor there, uh, you didn't become the Governor of the Reserve Bank, then going off to, to ABSA. Uh, did, you, did you see in this time, did you have much to do? Obviously, at ABSA you would have, but have much to do with your, the man you're going to be working very closely with, your new Chief Executive? Yes, indeed. I know him well. We worked very closely with each other. At the time when I was the Group CE there, he was the Group uh, Financial uh, uh, Director. Uh, and obviously, that, that is a, a strong uh, relationship at any given time. I would say, <clears throat> and next to the nexus of a relationship between the chair of the board and the chief executive, uh, probably the next important uh, relationship without sort of lifting the, the FD out too much from an exco collective but certainly the, the group financial director, particularly because he's also then an executive director of the bank, uh, tends to have a close working relationship with a, with a chief executive in any environment. So, yeah, we know each other well and, and have worked together previously. What about the shareholder interest? I'm pretty sure that any shareholder looks back, and I did the numbers today on the 28th of November, 2013, 10 years ago, Nedbank's share price was 213 rand a share. Today, Nedbank's share price is 213 rand a share. So in 10 years, there's been no improvement. Is this part of his KPAs, as you say, in the corporate world, that he he needs to get that share price moving? Or how will you judge him? Well, Alec, there are a number of issues in terms of our strategic priorities going forward. It will be a combination of continuity and change. There are certain things that obviously uh, he will uh, um, join the team and and support in in executing on, uh, which will you know have to do with how we kind of manage and optimize our balance sheet uh, and and sort of risk return trade offs. There, uh, there are elements of. Um, uh, um, sort of positioning and returns that we want to improve. One could think of our retail uh, uh, banking uh, offering there. And we have spent as a group in recent years quite a, a bit of money in improving our, our technology stake. So it's all those infrastructure investments that obviously need to be leveraged for, uh, for, uh, for financial benefit. Um, but then, then there are other issues that have to do with an element of step change, an element of taking the organization to the next level, um, which include not surprising issues such as digitization and making sure that we become a technology-led uh, a group in terms of how we solution and making sure uh, that we attract and retain the right kind of talent from, from diverse uh, uh, backgrounds uh, and also making sure that overall 
uh, the organization becomes more agile and adopts a slightly more entrepreneurial uh, sort of approach, how we, we increase our returns in our world business and how we sort of articulate um, a little bit better um, our um, sub-Saharan Africa strategy to again increase growth and returns uh, there. And, and, and admittedly, there would have been a lot of influences and ups and downs in terms of what would have informed share price movements uh, in the last 10 years. I don't think that is necessarily suggestive of a bank that has been standing still. Yeah, it's not. And when we look at your balance sheet, we look at the size of the bank. It has certainly grown in the last 10 years. The share price, though, hasn't. And I guess that's really, uh, for investors, a bit head-scratching. Uh, I, I do recall, though, uh, during my time in your industry, when you spoke with international investors, it was always, well, what's going in and on in South Africa? 80% of the conversation. And then they would talk about the bank. Is it still, still a situation like that, that global investors who will move the share price one way or the other are still looking at the, at the country first and then the bank? Well, the issue is that, of course, given the nature and the role of the banking industry, its fortunes tends to be very, very inextricably intertwined with the macro uh, a backdrop. So it is only natural that people would look at a banking operation, its potential for success and growth within the context of the macroeconomic uh, uh, developments. Uh, and certainly in that regard, I don't think uh, much has changed. Um, a lick in terms of how people look at look at things. The other big thing here is how might things be different with a Manele Quinn partnership driving Nedbank forward into the future. Often investors, especially of banks, number one is trust, and number two, they don't want too many changes. They don't want you don't want whiz bang anything like that. It's it's got to be stability. Is that? the way that you are planning the future? Or have you got some um, maybe more aggressive uh, ambitions up your sleeve? Look, I mean, at the end of the day, we are in a, a rather complex operating environment, which is changing uh, very fast. So you have to make sure that you continuously scan that environment to, show, to make sure that you, you stay relevant to any changes in the operating environment, adjust your strategies uh, as and when you go along. And um, yeah, change is a constant and the speed of change is ever increasing. So there's certainly stability in terms of leadership that you want, in terms of your operation, but there needs to be agility and a high level of responsiveness to what is happening in the industry that is changing fast uh, and, and, and to respond appropriately. Now, Mike Brown's had a wonderful career, 14 years as chief executive, and before that uh, in the various iterations that have, have been part of Nedbank. Is he going to have a big send-off over the next uh, six months? Look, Mike has been an outstanding leader uh, for Nedbank, and in the sense announcement that we issued the other day, I made reference to only a few of his great achievements and accolades uh, to his name. 
uh, he's not going anywhere yet. So we're not quite at the point where we're saying goodbye and bidding him farewell. Uh, we will do that over the coming period, probably in, in sort of many, many installments. Uh, he's obviously going to be around until such time that Jason arrives and formally takes over as the chief executives and then uh, as the chief executive and then spends uh, some time to uh, ensure a, a seamless sort of transition uh, with Jason. But there would be uh, ample occasion for us to honor the strong legacy that Mike will be leaving, the strong foundations that he would have laid uh, for Jason to build upon together with the board and with the expert. And when does Jason enter the building? Jason, uh, in terms of his contractual arrangements, has obviously just resigned from uh, Absan. He has a six-month notice period, which uh, he will now serve. So technically, for the next six months, he's still in the employ of Absa. And when that period lapses, he will then be employed by NetBank initially as a chief executive designate and um, immediately after our AGM, which is scheduled for the 31st of May, Mike will step down uh, from the board and the chief executive role. Jason will assume that role and as I've just said, uh, Mike will then be available for a, a, a suitable time thereafter to, uh, to facilitate a, a smooth handover. It's an interesting a way of looking at it because with the changes at NASPERS, South Africa's biggest uh, company by market cap, it happened immediately. It was on a, a Monday morning that we were informed there was a press conference, meet the new chief, chief executive designate. The old chief executive designate wasn't even around anymore, Bob van Dijk. It's, it's, it's interesting to contrast those two. Do you think that says much about the companies or about the industries that you operate in? Difficult to say, Alec. I am obviously not privy to what would have influenced the way in which things were handled at that particular uh, company. I can only speak to what we think is uh, the most appropriate way of handling this. And as far as the internal politics are concerned, how are you going to put a put a cap on that? Now, we know it's it's a reality in corporates that there is a lot of politics that happens, and particularly when long live the king, the king is dead, kind of uh, occasions like this? Look, I think my own approach and the way I think about this is that, yes, of course, there are always those dynamics uh, that one needs to work with. Uh, you stand a better chance if you are uh, transparent, if you communicate, if you interact with people, understand what you know their fears, concerns, and may be expectations and, and deal with those kind of things. But an and open and constructive engagements with people, appropriate level of transparency, uh, tends to, to keep those things in bay. Daniel Manele is the chairman of NetBank. I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com. 